The peace that comes from God is one of the greatest benefits that we can get from having a relationship with the Lord. But He works this out in our lives by helping us be transformed through the work of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of the Word of God. God helps us sort out our feelings, our thoughts, and with that, order starts to prevail in us. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. In today's message, we'll be seeing that we should avoid unnecessary battles. The Lord Jesus said that in the world, you will have tribulation. Inherently involved with tribulation, there is usually some form of battle or conflict, whether physical or spiritual or emotional. The Lord never promised that we would have perfect lives here and now, but it is in our best interest to avoid unnecessary and foolish challenges. We should try to avoid unnecessary pain, heartache, and loss. As much as we can, we should strive for peace, to do as the Holy Spirit leads. Today's message is inspired on 2 Samuel chapter 2, verses 12 to 28. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Holy God, we praise you, we worship you, O Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord God, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, O Lord. For you are worthy to be praised and exalted above all things, O Lord God, for there is no one like you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, O God, for your guidance, for your strength, for your mercy. But above all those things, I pray, Heavenly Father, for your forgiveness. Please forgive us, Heavenly Father, of all of our sins. Please have mercy on us, O Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, that you may help us to always be attentive to your voice, to your will, to your ways. Help us to do those things that please you, Lord God, and then bring you honor and glory. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and we praise you. We pray for the anointing of your Holy Spirit in this moment, through your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We'll be reading today from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 2, verses 12 to 28. This is the word of the Lord. Now Abner, the son of Ner, the servants of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. And Job, the son of Zeruiah, and the servants of David went out and met them by the pool of Gibeon. So they sat down, one on one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. Then Abner said to Joab, Let the young men now arise and compete before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. So they arose and went over by number, twelve from Benjamin, followers of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and twelve from the servants of David. And each one grasped his opponent by the head and thrust his sword in his opponent's side. So they fell down together. Therefore that place was called the Field of Sharp Swords, which is Gibeon. So there was a very fierce battle that day, and Abner, the men of Israel, were beaten before the servants of David. Now the three sons of Zeruiah were there, Joab, and Abishai, and Azahel. And Azahel was as fleet of foot as a wild gazelle. So Azahel pursued Abner, and in going he did not turn to the right hand or to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Are you Azahel? He answered, I am. And Abner said to him, Turn aside to your right hand or to your left, and lay hold on one of the young men and take his armor for yourself. But Azahel would not turn aside from following him. So Abner said to again to Azahel, Turn aside from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I face your brother Joab? However, he refused to turn aside. Therefore Abner struck him in the stomach with the blunt end of the spear. 
so that the spear came out of his back and he fell down there and died on the spot. So it was that as many as came to the place where Azahel fell down and died stood still. Joab and Abishai also pursued Abner, and the sun was going down when they came to the hill of Emma, which is before Gia, by the road to the wilderness of Gibeon. Now the children of Benjamin gathered together behind Abner and became a unit, and took their stand on top of a hill. Then Abner called to Joab and said, Shall the sword devour forever? Do you not know that it will be bitter in the latter end? How long will it be then until you tell the people to return from pursuing their brethren? And Joab said, As God lives, unless you had spoken, surely then my mourning, all the people would have given up pursuing their brethren. So Joab blew a trumpet, and all the people stood still and did not pursue Israel any more, nor did they fight any more. I'm sure that everyone would agree that this life is full of challenges and different hardship. That is this life, and it's far from perfect. So many things go wrong sometimes, and we can't understand why. And the Bible acknowledges this imperfection, these different hardships. And the Bible also tells us that there may be many times that certain things come out right and that they just don't seem bad either. The Word of God says that there is a time for everything in this life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. Difficult things will happen and battles will be necessary to fight. But one of the things we can glean from today's passage is that we should pick our battles, if you will. We read that something completely unnecessary happened and lives were lost over something as useless as competition. Both Saul's men and David's men decided to see who was stronger. And we should ask ourselves, was this really a worthwhile cause? Did it make sense to lose lives over something as meaningless as trying to find out who was mightier? Did it make sense for fellow countrymen to go against each other to just test their skill? And the answer should be no. If we look back at certain events in each of our lives, like arguments with loved ones, for instance, I would be very certain that we would all find that the reasons for their arguments were foolish. How many times do people argue with each other and wind up either in enmity or bad things happen because of the nonsense? Sometimes arguments start over the stupidest things. Some arguments do have good reasons at times, but there are many times those arguments that do not have good reasons. Today's message is quite simple, yet probably very difficult to achieve unless our lives are truly submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Everything in the Christian walk, especially those things that are related to character, are impossible to overcome unless our lives are submitted to the Lord and also that there be the will to want to change. Can we change on our own? In certain respects, of course. But there are other more deep-seated things that can only be overcome through the Lord, things that involve dealing with our sinful nature. But we do have our part in that. It is necessary to want to change. And one of those things that are highly critical and of extreme importance 
is to learn how to live in peace with our loved ones, with those that surround us, and even with our enemies. We need to learn to live in peace. Romans chapter 14 says, Therefore let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. In Romans chapter 12, it also says, If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Why is this important? So we can avoid those events that only cause destruction and waste valuable time. So we can truly learn how to face different situations and do it in such a way that the best outcomes occur. And trying to do things as peacefully as possible is one of the things that helps us, at the very least, avoid doing nonsense and behave more rationally. Peace does not come easy. It's a process within itself. A true peace can only be generated through the Holy Spirit in our lives. Our sinful nature does not let us pursue peace within itself. A person that doesn't know the Lord may think that they have the will and the power within themselves to promote peace, but that is an illusion. How can there be true peace if there is no relationship with the Creator of the universe? When we have not yielded our lives to the Lord and surrendered fully to Him, we are at war with God. It may not seem like it, but we are because we are under a different dominion, the dominion of the world and under the one who runs this world, the prince of this world, Satan. And so a person may think that they have achieved peace without God, when in fact they are antagonizing and offending, knowingly or unknowingly, the prince of peace, Jesus Christ. And so true peace can only be achieved by submitting to the Lord, to the Prince of Peace, and letting His Holy Spirit work in our lives. The Bible teaches that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Now, there is a very practical approach to things also, especially if we want to do God's will. If there are unnecessary arguments happening, we need to understand why they are happening. One of the things that God teaches us through His Word and through the daily dealing of the Spirit with us is to examine ourselves, to see why we do or don't do certain things. We need to be introspective and self-critical. And so, if there are things that don't promote peace in our lives, we should ask ourselves why. Are we the problem? Is there something unresolved in our lives that we need for the Lord to work in? Is there an ego problem? Is selfishness involved? There is a saying that says, it takes two to tango. In order for there to be an argument, an altercation, a minimum of two people are required. Therefore, we should ask the Lord for guidance. The Lord is the only one that can help us live in peace. The Lord himself said in John 14, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace that comes from God is one of the greatest benefits that we can get from having a relationship with the Lord. But He works this out in our lives by helping us be transformed through the work of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of the Word of God. God helps us sort out our feelings, our thoughts, and with that, order starts to prevail in us. One of the things that causes so much stress in different people is disorder, chaos, lack of structure, too many unknowns, things that seem completely out of control, and so on. When we let the Spirit govern, 
He starts to help us gain perspective, understanding, wisdom, especially if we pray for wisdom, so things can start getting repaired and organized in our lives. God is a God of order. God is a God of structure. And when our lives start getting under his control, then a lot of things will start settling down. A lot of things start changing for the better because he starts working all around us. Look at what Proverbs chapter 16 says. In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And so here we see how even our own enemies can be at peace with us. But we need to experience God's mercy by repenting and converting from all of our sins. We need to let his truth reign in us because the literal application of God's truth in our lives will help make all things change for the better within us, inside of us. That's how we get the Lord's forgiveness, by effectively turning away from our sin and doing those things that please him and in turn perpetuate life. When we sin, we just invite back into our lives death and destruction. But when we turn away from sin, when we look to do the Lord's will, then we are doing those things that promote life, true freedom, and of course, peace. That's what happens when we fear the Lord, when we have a deep respect and reverence for him and for what he says in his word. Ultimately, when we take the Lord seriously and let him be the Lord of our lives. It doesn't mean that life will be perfect here and now because that's impossible. But life will surely be different, especially within us. We could have turmoil all around us, but we can rest assured in the Lord within us and that we are safe in his hands because he is with us and because we are effectively giving him control over everything because we're ultimately looking to do his will. Fulfilling the will of the Father causes ultimate peace anyone could ever have. It's an overwhelming peace. For it is written, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. When we follow the Lord, when we do as he tells us to do, and when we let his word reign in our hearts and minds, then that peace that surpasses all understanding will start to govern within us. And here are practical reasons for why we want to avoid having unnecessary battles per se in our lives. The first I submit to you is to avoid remorse and regret. Remorse and regret are typical products of unnecessary fighting in the end. You may not feel it now, but later, you will realize how precious time was lost for no good reason. I'm sure that many of you, especially those of you that have lost loved ones, recall those moments that you wish you could do certain things all over again. I know that I do. There are moments that I wish I could have just done things so differently, especially with those that I don't have around me anymore. I rely on God's forgiveness and mercy. But I got to tell you, those moments of regret do come back at times, especially when you miss your loved ones. And so there are wrongs that cannot be made right because the opportunity is no longer there. My advice is to avoid that. Think about what could happen at the moment you're going through those things 
while there's still the opportunity to change regretful circumstances. Quit while you're ahead. Don't take things or people for granted. Some people think that nothing will ever happen to them and or to those around them. But this life has the awful knack to surprise us in the most unexpected ways sometimes and not for good. Here is another reality we should keep in mind as to why we should avoid things that are just not necessary, especially engaging in unproductive and unworthy causes that bring about strife, contention, and arguments. And that is time. Time in this world is something we never get back. We can't go back in time. There is no time machine. We can't stop time. Time is our most valuable and precious commodity while here on the earth. The Apostle Paul was very alert and sensitive to this issue of time and how important it is to use it appropriately. He even said this in Ephesians, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Everything we do in this world does not go unnoticed, but actually quite the contrary. We will give an account for everything we do. The author of Ecclesiastes summarized his whole writing in these very short statements. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. We only get a certain time frame to do everything we need to do while we live in this world. We need to make every moment count so there is no time to lose. We need to do the Lord's will as much as we can in order to avoid doing those things that do not cause anything good, that rob us from our peace, and that ultimately will be brought before the Lord, whether for good or for evil. In this life, there will be conflicts, especially when we are doing what is right before the Lord. This world is far away from being perfect. So from a human perspective, the reality is that we will have challenges here and we will need to make our stands and draw lines accordingly, especially if we are trying to please the Lord. Jesus said that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. If we look at the lives of those that did please God in the Bible, they did go through hardship, fought many battles, and had to take very hard stances that even cost many their own lives. Fighting is unavoidable here and now. The Lord even said this to us, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. There will be many times when peace will just not be possible, but within our own circle of responsibility and through the Lord's direction, 
We need to strive for peace as much as possible. We need to try to avoid unnecessary and foolish conflicts that cause useless division. We need to pick and choose our battles based on the direction of the Holy Spirit and biblical principles. We ultimately should take our direction from the Lord and try to be and act as He did. There were times that the Lord took a hard stance and confronted people like He did with the Pharisees, the religious hypocrites, and He even felt such a zeal for His temple that He became enraged and reacted physically when people turned His house of prayer into a common street market. But the Lord was mostly peaceful to all those around him. He didn't even argue or defend himself when he was being unfairly and unjustly accused and being condemned to the most horrible way a person could ever die. So we should strive and fight when he tells us to. And we should promote peace and goodwill when he tells us also. Avoiding any and all unnecessary and pointless turmoil that will only cause harm and regret, throwing away our most valuable and limited resource time. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, blessed are you, O Lord. Help us, O Lord, to live our lives wisely. Help us, O Lord, to be able to value our time. Help us to value our relationships, Lord God. Help us to steer away from those things that are unnecessary. Lord God, we know that this world is not perfect. We know that we will have issues in this world. But help us, O Lord, to be able to promote peace, to be able to, Lord God, look to you for our direction through the Holy Spirit and to know, Lord God, when we need to strive, but at the same time to know when we need to hold back and when we need to, Lord God, just be at peace and promote an atmosphere of peace, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you offer us a true peace, Lord God. Thank you because we can find peace in you for our souls within us, deep within us, Lord God, we could fill the void that we have through your Son, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, to be people of peace, that, Lord God, that we share your peace with other people that so need it. Heavenly Father, to you be all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. If you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.